You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Okay, welcome to the podcast, the Epic Living Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Jen Kopiak. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How about you? Fantastic. Everything wonderful in Ben? Yes, everything is lovely. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Jen, Jen and I were just talking two seconds ago about how she has to lie to me about the weather up there because we're visiting there soon. She said it was rainy and cold. And <laughs> it's actually rainy and cold down here. So that, uh, I guess, other, unless we go to Hawaii, that's just the way it's going to be right now. That's um, right. A little bit of a background. Jen is a very, you know, for your listeners out there, Jen is one of my best friends. I love her. She's like a sister to me. She's kind of, I was thinking about this yesterday when we were thinking about recording this, and I was trying to think of what celebrities I could compare you to, and so I came up with that you're kind of a, a, a combo between Reese Witherspoon and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec, and, and, and that's high praise for me because I love both of those women so much. Oh, thank you. I love both of those women too. Yeah, cool. She's um, a super strong woman, uh, wife, and a mom. And I think it's really interesting, too, because you, you guys, can you tell everyone about the trip you guys took last year? Yes, we um, we left Encinitas, California last May. All and house. we, yes, from straight from the Simcoe home. <laughs> and we traveled for about eight months just driving around the country. We camped a lot in our, we have a four-wheel pop-up camper. And um, we traveled around the country just visiting national parks and state parks and family and friends we hadn't seen in a while and um just as a way to reconnect with each other and with nature and um just a really it was just all about connection that's awesome i think it was so great that you went because most people well actually nobody i know has the guts to pull their kids out of school and just kind of say screw it we're just going to go around the country for a year and i know that uh lily and milana loved it so i think that that's just really really cool so um anyway so the topic of this podcast is all about what women want what women want see it's such a confusing topic for me i actually can't even say it straight um, <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's the most confusing thing in the world to me and so i figured i would try and get the inside scoop because you know we've got listeners from all you know kind of all breaths of life women and men and, and um i did a podcast recently about what what you know some of the things that i think that guys would want women to know that, but they don't necessarily want to tell them. So I wanted to get the inside scoop from someone I love and trust about what women actually want and, you know, both from a relationship standpoint and also from a personal standpoint so we can get some inside information. So let's get going with that. Um, so I have a couple of just questions right off the top. I mean, you know, in the, in the spirit of keeping this podcast under 20 hours, um, <laughs> I, I will say let some of my assumptions are, or some of the things that people need to know when they're listening is that I know nothing about what women want. I've been married for 13 years. I, I feel like I know very, very, very little, whether it's my, uh, my wife or anyone I've dated in the past. So it's just great to have you on. So anyway, so let's start. So I guess one question I have for you is what are a few of the things that most men, uh, misunderstand about being in a relationship with a woman? Like, so what are the things that you think that as guys, we just get totally wrong? Okay, that's a good question. Try and, try and limit it to 100 mm -hmm. if you could. <laughs> okay, I'll limit it to just a few. Okay. But the first one, and I think you've already touched on it, is that I think men 
have an idea that women are very complicated. And I would agree that women are more complex probably than men and just how we think and how we operate. Right. But I think when it comes to relationships, um, for myself and other women I've talked to, I think we're really quite simple. What we want from a relationship is love, respect. We want to feel understood and um, we want loyalty, of course. But um, I think those are very basic things that if you talk to any woman, those are the main things they really want from a relationship, especially the understanding piece. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like when you say understanding, really what do you- Help me understand what you need to understand. <laughs> this is perfect. Pretend, pretend, pretend you're talking to like a five-year-old brain. So when I say understanding, I mean, it goes along with listening. Like women, you might hear women talk a lot about how their, their partner doesn't listen to them. And when we say listen, we want to be listened to or heard or understood. It doesn't necessarily mean we want to know that you can repeat back the words we just said like you you heard them just on a very physical level we want to know that you heard them like heard what we're um what we're trying to say uh i don't know if that makes sense you mean like from a you mean like from a context standpoint and an emotional standpoint like not just like the verbiage of what you're saying but actually like you know what you mean because i find that you know i've gotten we had these situations before and, you know, um, in a past relationship or, you know, with Kelly and I, I feel like I understand, you know, what the person's saying, but then I immediately go like a typical guy, I go straight into trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I get in a lot of trouble because, you know, uh, you know, Kelly will be like, well, I don't, I don't need you to fix it. Or she used to say like, you know, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to hear me and understand. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that's totally different. <laughs> it, it is different. And it's not like we want you to, absorb it you know we don't we gotcha. want we don't want you just to hear the words and repeat them back we want it to you to really kind of take it in and, and maybe think about what we just said ah oh, oh, okay that makes more sense okay, instead cool. of just hearing the words we said gotcha okay all right that makes sense all right so what are, and so along those lines what are the main you know what are the main relationship challenges you you think that women face like what, what do you what are the challenges from you for from your perspective um so I'm coming from the perspective of a married woman with two young kids. Right. I have a nearly 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. And um, so one of the biggest challenges is just, I mean, the word balance gets thrown around a lot. But really, balancing things like being in a partnership versus maintaining some of my independence, um, balancing trying to have a voice and be heard without sounding like I'm nagging, um, balancing, wanting to give to my partner without feeling depleted myself at the end of the day. So that's just, it's such an ongoing challenge for any woman, I think. And maybe even for a woman without kids, it's just, just this constant sort of struggle to, to show up in the relationship and, um, give to our partner, but also maintain that sense of self. Right. And, and why uh, do you think that is? Like, why do you think that that's, why is that so challenging? I think women tend to be givers and um, we tend to want to, we tend to take on 
struggles and issues of other people. We want to help. We're very empathetic. And I think at the end of the day, if we've been doing that, this giving all day with friends and with our kids, at the end of the day, when our husband comes home and it's our time together, we don't always have more to give and, or we don't (coughs) feel like we have more to give. And so. Right. You're probably exhausted. Right. So it's, and yet we know, and yet we want to give to our partner. So, um, so it's not a lack. All right. So that's interesting. So it's not a lack of, cause I, you know, like I know I felt this way before. So it's not a lack of like, you know, you, you're not interested in giving to your partner or being with your partner. It's just more that like, Hey man, I'm wiped out. Like I've just been doing this all day long. And now, you know, you come home and, and I've got one more person that I have to show empathy for and give to. Is it more like that? Right. It's like that. And I think for women, it's a struggle to remind ourselves throughout the day, not to just empty ourselves out giving to other people. And, right. And, and so along, so along those lines, you know, what are the, so what are the main personal challenges you as a woman face, you know, not just in your relationship, but what are the challenges that just in your day to day or, or just in your own, um, in your own life? Um, that's a good question too. I think, I think women face a lot of social pressures and, um, not being a man. I don't know if men feel social pressures too, but for women, those social pressures look like, um, pressure to look a certain way or to parent a certain way with like with social media and Pinterest and things like that. There's, um, there's people are constantly putting out these ideas of what, what being a wife looks like and what being a mother looks like. And, um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that and to compare ourselves and, um, and wonder if we're really living up to what motherhood is these days. And, um, so just feeling that kind of pressure, I think is, yeah, is that challenging. Sounds like, that sounds like it sucks. I mean, like, I'm really, I'm really stoked to hear you say that. <laughs> not, not, I'm not stoked that you're, you go through that or anybody else goes to that. But I would have never thought of that because like as a guy, you know, I don't feel any social pressure at all during my mm. day. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't like if I, maybe, maybe at work I do, I think maybe men at, you know, when we're at work, we do, but that's interesting. So you're, so with social media and everything else, you feel like, you know, like, cause I know that on social media, cause we've got, you know, gazillions of the same friends and we see a lot of the same stuff. You're, you're, we always see like someone posting a picture or mom posting a picture of their kids when everybody's happy and everybody's smiling and, you know, Hey, look at little Johnny. He's just, you know, he's at just scored a goal at a soccer game. And, and I tend to block a lot of those people sometimes. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, like, that's not real life. Like if I took a picture on any given day at my house, like someone might be crying, someone might be throwing something. Um, and some might, someone might have food all over that, their face. And, and then all, all three of those just might be me. <laughs> and <laughs> not even my kids. <laughs> you said it. Um, right. And I think women, I know women are, can be very judgmental and, um, even without even meaning to be so. And, and so sitting in a group of women, we might be hearing someone talk about women feel very passionate about things like breastfeeding and different child raising techniques and, and that's cool for people to share what they believe. But I think 
as a woman, when we're sitting in a social circle and a lot of people in the circle are really passionate about one way of doing things, if you're not doing things that way, then as a woman and as a parent, we start to wonder if we're, if we're doing it wrong or if we're missing something. Really? And, and that stuff goes on. I think a lot of women would say, especially moms, would say that they have felt shamed or judged probably on a regular basis, really. Jesus, that's crazy. I actually don't know what to say. That's, like, actually crazy. I mean, like, I, it's funny. Because women women can be mean. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) I've been the victim of that. You know my personality, believe me. I'm not exactly, uh, (laughs) I haven't been I've never really avoided that. Um, but that's nuts. I mean, like as from a guy, it's interesting because like if you're in a group of guys and, and something comes up to, you know, where you'll get shamed or you'll get whatever, it's, it's based on like the really superficial stuff, like what sports teams you like, you know, right? And, and, <laughs> like literally it's that, like it's, I wish you could sit in a room full of guys and, and hear our conversations. Cause you'd be like, wow, these, these idiots, they don't really talk about anything. Like this is like all about <laughs> sports and work and you know having sex and like you know i don't know you know that's that's about it it's not super deep at all so that's interesting so you feel so you feel a lot of pressure in a societal from a societal standpoint just on your day-to-day right and i just and i would say yeah and i would say i would say probably most women feel that on some level and um that's another exhausting it is. And I think another um, just personal challenge I face and that I know a lot of women do, whether they have kids or not, is feeling valued. And I think this is true, especially for women who who stay at home um, or maybe don't work as right. much as their spouse. I know everybody's situation is different, but take the example of the husband that that goes off to work eight to five every day and then and then comes home and the woman who's home with the kids and doing all of the things that that entails there's um you can kind of quantify what the man does or the person that's going sure <clears throat> off to the job that they get paid for you can quantify that you can either how much money they bring home in a paycheck or what they're providing but um what a woman does especially a stay-at-home mom you can't quantify it and i think that tends to lead women not to feel valued um, and it's not, there's no fault of anybody's. It's, it's not an oversight of anybody's. It's just this feeling of like, what is my value? What am I contributing? And we can see these beautiful children we're raising, but, um, there's this, you just can't quantify what we contribute. So there is that, a struggle to feel like we're valued. And is that an ongoing struggle or how do you, I mean, how do you cope with that? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think (laughs) it's just a matter of reminding ourselves that we like bringing children into this world. And um, even for women that don't have children, we're contributing, we're contributing our knowledge. We're contributing our empathy, our kindness, our love. We're we're contributing to making the world a better place, even if we're not getting paid monetarily. Um, Or even if it's not as obvious what we're doing, we're kind of like little worker bees behind the scenes holding things together. That's how I see it. So we have to just remind ourselves of that. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as like, it's interesting because like, so I'll work all day and I'll come home and I probably don't say it. I don't say it out loud nearly enough 
uh, to Kelly, but I'm just stoked coming home and like, you know, when the girl, like everybody's happy and everything in the house is good and there's like dinner on, I mean, I came home the other day, it was a, you know, kind of a tougher day at work and I got home and, and she had made like fish tacos and so, and like literally I came home, put my computer bag down, uh, got changed out of my work clothes, which as you know, means that I went from wearing, <laughs> I went from wearing my Pumas with jeans to wearing my house, uh, flip flops with jeans and, and then just like sat down to like this great dinner. And I was like, God, this is so nice. Like I, you know, so many people don't have that. And you know, if they're single or whatever, they come home, they have to make their own dinner. And I come home and like, it's all set to go and everyone's happy and you know, like everything's done. But yeah, you're right. It's like, it's hard to quantify that because I mean, I, probably for every time I remember it, there's probably 10 times that I don't remember it. So that's interesting. So that's, that's a, that would definitely, I mean, that would be a challenge. Um, you know, if I, I think if I was a woman, that would be quite a challenge. That would suck. That would really, really suck. I would be a horrible woman. Let's just throw that out there. I mean, I would just be just really, really bad and just not good idea for me to be a woman. Anyway. All right. So let's move on. Yeah. It's good to know. Good to know. Good, good for everyone out there to know that. I'll probably never be a woman. Um, so here's my, here's my other question about this. So like, you know, based on that, based on what you've said so far, how, how do you think men on, and, and before I get into like the relationship questions, um, how do you think men and women are different from your perspective? Mm-hmm. Like how, how are we different? And if you could, you could, if you could keep out the swear words, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and, and not name names would be great too. We're, we're so different. Men and women are so different in so many ways. And, um, but I think the main ones are, um, I'll just list them and then maybe go back and expand on them. But, um, communication is number one, definitely. Um, sex, how we view sex and how we participate. Um, we're coming back to that. Besides the obvious. Um, I think, um, the way we are competitive. And um, the way we like to spend our time. And so I'll expand on those a little bit. Um, As far as communication go, Mm -hmm. I think that when men are communicating, they want facts. They want, like, they want communication to be kind of quick and concise and to the point, generally. Yep. And when women are communicating, we want to know about the feelings involved and, um, Sometimes we want to talk just to talk. We don't like, there's kind of no purpose to it except for being heard. We just want to share about our day without, we don't want anything fixed. We don't want solutions to anything. We just want to talk. But I think for men, if they're talking, there's, there's, there's a purpose to it. And it's like (laughs) talking to convey specific information or to gather information and, and they like to keep it (laughs) efficient. (laughs) Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, it's so true. It's, you know, it's funny because like, as you were saying that I was thinking in my head, I was thinking, well, why don't you just guys, why don't you guys just do this or why don't you do this? So I was already trying to fix the problem and get, get to what here, as opposed to just being empathetic. Yeah. It's so true. It's kind of like, I think that as guys, you know, a lot of times we're, we're sort of predisposed to like, okay, what's the next action? What are we doing here? How do we solve it? Because, you know, and I talked about this before and something else, like, we want to be your superheroes, right? I mean, like, as cheesy and dumb as that sounds, like, we do. We want to be the superheroes to our partner. And so, like, mm-hmm. I want to solve all my wife's problems, every single one of them. You know, because, <laughs> because I mean, that, there's an ego thing there. And, you know, so, but I see what you mean. Like, it seems like for from a communication standpoint, you guys might want 
more of a sort of a meandering uh, trip that, you know, kind of a journey in your communications. And we kind of just want like, you know, you know, the bus is stopping here, then it's stopping there, then it's stopping there, <laughs> everybody gets off and we're moving on to the next thing. Right. Is, and we want it to be more of an interaction. Right. Right, um, right, right. And then as far as the way I perceive how men and women are different with, with regards to sex is mm-hmm. I feel, can I talk about sex on this podcast? Without a doubt. Are you get me? <laughs> um, Remember you're like a sister. I, so like, yeah. Okay. So I feel like, I feel like in a very wise woman that I know that I promised I wouldn't mention names, Good. um, put it really well when she said for men, a lot of times sex is just a matter of doing it. And for women, it's a matter of feeling it. And so like for men, I think a lot of times it can be a very, it can just be a very physical thing. Whereas for women, it's like we need there to be a connection and there are a lot of feelings and emotions involved for our end. And so I think we just come at it from very different places. And I think that can cause misunderstandings in relationships and where men might think their women aren't their woman isn't interested it's not women are very interested in sex but coming from a place of feeling connected and usually I mean sometimes for women I think it can be entirely physical too but I think in general we come at it from different places so you're saying so so if if women are more are are very into sex as, as I'm quoting you directly or something like that, which gives every man, Most- every man on this podcast <laughs> listening right now just went, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. And half of them went, now who's this Jen Kopiak again? Did he say <laughs> she was married? You'll need to look her up. Um, but, but it's, it sounds like it's, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's, it's like women are interested, but they're not necessarily interested in just doing it. Is that, is that a fair statement? I would say, I would say in general, I think there are times where as women, we are interested in it just being a purely physical thing. But I think, and I think for men, maybe there are times that you want it to be more than just a physical thing, but, and maybe not, but it's funny how you can't even say that without, without even laughing through it. That's great. Just lie to me and tell me men want connection. um, We do. But I think in general, a woman, like, it's not that she doesn't want to have sex. Maybe she's giving and giving and giving to other people all day. And maybe she needs to receive a little bit of nurturing or have someone listen and pay attention to her for a little while. And and then she can sort of get in the mood or be into it. I don't I didn't articulate that very well. Right. No, no, Hopefully makes, you understand. No, I do. I totally understand. I, I was, I read something once about this and, um, uh, the, the, the person basically said like foreplay starts like at the moment, like when you just, you know, from the moment you stopped having sex, like foreplay starts until the next time. So like everything from like emptying the dishwasher later that day, you know, all those things or you know, whatever it is, it's, it's a longer, it's a much longer process. Cause as guys, you know, we, and I'm generalizing, I won't say this for every guy in the world, but like, we're pretty much hardwired, ready to roll basically anytime. You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, you could be at a funeral and oh, you'd be like, um, Hey, look, there's a closet over there. Wow. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I'm just saying guys <laughs> in general, I have this friend. No, I'm just um, so, okay. That's interesting. All right, cool. Um, I know you said there was another topic after this one. What was the other one you said? 
Well, there were a couple, but in this in the spirit of keeping this podcast to one day length, um, <laughs> we maybe should move on. Well, actually, one more quick one. Just yeah. our perception of of quality time or time spent together. Yes, tell me about I, this. Well, I think that men are perfectly content to just kind of hang out and kind of be near each other physically, <laughs> and and that feels like really good quality time. Is that yeah is that the oh, truth yeah. to that it's so, so stupid then, it's so stupid but like if kelly was like hey you know like, okay for example so look th- there was a basketball game on last night and she was looking up something and so we just kind of sat on that big chair um <laughs> that we got from this wonderful couple and right next to this gorgeous couch we got from this wonderful couple who moved away um <laughs> And, and it was really cool. Like I was kind of watching, like half watching basketball. We were kind of half talking to each other and I'm sure she's probably like, Oh, you know, that wasn't a big thing. But for me, I was like, wow, I felt really connected to her, but Mm -hmm. because we're just kind of around each other, you know, without talking. And I think that's the big thing is like, so guys, um, you know, when we're, when we connect with other guys, we're usually doing something. We're playing a sport or we're at a bar playing pool. You know, we're going to the movies. We're doing just about anything in the world to be around each other without necessarily talking. I mean, (laughs) I've gone out with your husband to movies, to bars, to whatever over the last, you know, several years. And in total, John and I have probably said a thousand words to each other in total, like in our entire friendship, we spend a lot of time just kind of hanging out, being near each other. And it's, it's really cool. Like I love, I love it. I mean, I, I think he likes it too. He does too. And he, considers you one of his best friends yeah, and me too. so and it's funny he'll come home from somewhere maybe he's been hanging out with you for a couple hours and say how's jim how's kelly and the girl and like, i don't know and no like, idea. weren't you just with him for like four yes. hours no and idea yep whereas kelly and i might see each other for 10 minutes and we each walk away knowing like the others like deepest longings <laughs> and everything that's going on that's with so e- awesome. each of our children and um, that's so great but so 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 where men can feel perfectly content just kind of being near their spouse or partner i think for women in general i think we to feel like we've had some quality time with you we want to feel kind of emotionally or intellectually engaged right um and we also like to just be near you but um, when we think of quality time it's not just being near me Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Let's move on. A couple of okay. simple, easy questions. I'm going to go to the shallow end of the pool. Um, what are the three or four things that really make a guy attractive? And how much of this is based on like looks or body or whatever? And if you say height, I swear to God, I'm canceling this phone call right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll scratch out number one then. Okay. <laughs> okay, totally good. kidding. Um, uh, the first one is confidence. And, and by the way, like if we were in Asia, I would be a giant. Like five nine in Asia is a giant, but I mean America, and you know obviously it's not like a big deal. Plus, you're married to a guy who's six three, right? Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So, despite that, height yes. is not a big. That's not one of my um, major attractants. Good. So confidence, confident, a confident mm-hmm. man, and I don't mean arrogant, but just confident. A man who carries himself like he's sure of himself. Um, confidence is huge sense of humor a lot of women i talk to say the same thing sense of humor is really important and um, we feel more connected when we're laughing and um, not taking ourselves seriously all the time 
um, honesty and integrity. And as far as looks go, I personally am more attracted to a man that looks healthy, like um, not just specific characteristics, but looks healthy like he takes care of himself, like looks like he eats well and bathes once in a while and <laughs> and then is physically fit. I don't mean like has to have this chiseled perfect body, but just, just generally looks healthy. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually really interesting. So you just want, I mean, this is, and this is one of the reasons I want to do this podcast, right? Is because like we, as guys, we've got these other things in our head. Like we, you know, we have, it's been drilled into our head since we were younger that like girls want, um, or women want a guy with like a perfect body or close to a perfect body. And so what, you know, this is why like every, you know, not every guy, but a lot of guys spend so much time in the gym and, and cause they just think that women want that. And you're basically saying like, look, I want a guy who just isn't going to die. Like, <laughs> well, you know, somewhat I, healthy. My standards are a little bit higher than that. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you know, you're, you're not, it sounds like you don't need like the super ripped. You need someone who's super, you know, pretty healthy, um, that's interesting. Just, yeah, just like carries himself well, is, looks confident. And I think my reaction internally when you said, when you were talking about like the super ripped or perfect body was like, well, if I'm with a man that has that, then there's more pressure on me to also have that. Right. I mean, can you imagine the pressure on my wife? <laughs> I honestly don't know how Kelly copes. I mean, <laughs> She's probably, You've set the bar so high. Yeah. She's, she's probably like, wow, I could gain 60 <laughs> pounds and I still wouldn't be anywhere close to that guy. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. All right. So that's really, that's really interesting. That's good to know. So confidence, sense of humor, honesty, integrity, and someone that looks healthy. Yeah. It looks like he just takes care of himself. Yeah, like, all right. So you don't need someone who's like, you know, crazy about taking care of himself, but just, you know, pretty much, you know, pretty normal. Right. Okay. All right, cool. So let's talk about, I want to, I've got three, four more questions. Um, tell me about your ideal relationship. So what are, I want to ask you two or three things that are just absolutely non-negotiable, must have, you know, my relationship must have this and this. And then I want to know two or three things that, hey, it would be nice if it, if it had this, but it's not crucial. So let's start with the first one. So what are the must-haves, like the non-negotiables, like for me to be in this long term, it must have this. Uh, respect. I mean, respect is number one, mutual respect. Okay. And what do you mean by that? Tell me what you mean by that. Um, cause I feel like that's a term that gets used a lot and people have way different meanings for what that means for them. Well, to me, it means that I want in my relationship, I want my ideas to be respected and I want, I want to be included in the major decisions that we're making as a family. I want, I want to feel like, I want to feel like my input um, matters. I want to be, I just want to be treated with kindness and respect. And I also want to treat John with respect. And um, I think some of the biggest, biggest challenges we've had are probably around not respecting each other. And, Um, I think it's easy to get, for me, it's easy to get 
resentful sometimes and um and not really appreciate and respect what he does every day he gets up and he goes and he works his tail off for yeah. our family and and if I'm in coming from a place of respect I think about that and I'm just in awe of what he does for us and on the flip side if I'm not feeling respectful of him then it all goes I can, out the window. right yeah and that makes sense I mean, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's, and do you think that that's, this is kind of a side note, but do you think that that's some of that is, is sort of, um, uh, because as a woman, you know, in, in like, look, I would hate to be a woman. First of all, um, I can't imagine it. I mean, it just seems like, you know, you, you, you know, get, I think guys just sort of are given a just certain level of respect in the world and society that, that a lot of women just don't have. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's a function or even if it's a slight function of it, you know, like the, the, the mindset of society that, you know, back in the day in the fifties, you know, the woman was supposed to stay at home and, you know, the guy comes home from work and the woman's supposed to have, you know, be all, you know, dressed all nice and give him a drink and all that other stuff. I mean, is there a part of it that is a societal piece of it for you as well? Or is it, is that just totally separate? Sure. I think a lot of it is societal. If um, like, for example, in our relationship, I, for whatever reason, am really good at fixing things and figuring things out. And, but if, if John and I are together and somebody needs help with something or help figuring something out, they're going to ask him first by default. Ah, that's so screwed up. That's so messed up. It is. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I guess I do take it personally a little bit. I understand that's just kind of a function of society, but even, even John will do it and not to, I mean, I, um, think the world of John and he's a wonderful husband and, um, and but he also, yes, freakishly strong freakishly and tall. Strong. Did we mention he's tall? We mentioned um, he's tall. He's also freakishly strong, but go ahead. But sometimes I'll give him an idea about something and it just kind of rolls off. Mm. And then a man, one of his male friends will suggest the same thing. And all of a sudden it's like, it's the best idea <laughs> best <thing> ever. ever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in that way, I don't necessarily feel like my opinion is respected. Yes. So it's funny you say that because, um, so Kim's restaurant, which is in Encinitas, as you know, and so for about seven, it's a Vietnamese place. So for about, I don't even know, five or six years, Kelly was like, Hey, we need to try that place. Everyone keeps telling me it's so good. And I was like, Oh man, I don't want to go to Vietnam. Like, I don't want to get Vietnamese food. It sounds horrible. And, and then, so I was having lunch with my friend or I was, uh, uh, I was going out with my friend, Dan, and he's like, Oh, let's go to Kim's. You know, it's pretty good. You should try it. It's, you know, they, it's Vietnamese, but it's pretty good. And I was like, all right, when, and I went there and it was awesome. Like it was really, really good as you know. And I <laughs> yes, came I home and I came home and I, thought, I remember telling Kelly like, Oh, we got to try this place. Kim's, you know, <laughs> it's so good. It's Vietnamese food, but believe it or not, it's like really awesome. And she would look at me like I had five heads and she was like, you are an idiot. Like what is wrong with you? I've been telling you this for six years. And I was like, honestly, like, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She has been saying that. Jeez, what an idiot I am. Oh yeah. So, I've, been, I've been there. I yes. feel Kelly's pain. Uh, okay. So give me another one. What's another must have for you? So another one is um, just a sense of being teammates. I feel like that's really important whether or not you are raising a family together. I think as a couple and as partners, just having that sense of, um, you're a team. And even if, um, 
your roles might fluctuate at different times in your life and you're not, you're not always, um, let's say you don't always have equal roles and, and how you are on the team. Right. That makes sense. But just the sense that you're always team, like you're in it together. And so no matter what your role is at any given time, you're still working together. And, um, I think that that's huge for me. Like the times that John and I are really, really in a good place and like really things are running smoothly in our relationship. It's usually when we have a common purpose, like we're like going on that trip, planning for that, or um, we're building something for the kids together, um, solving a problem together. That's when we're the closest. Um, You know, guys want that too. I mean, I would say as a guy, like we want that too. Like I, I, said it to Kelly before, like, I, you know, we're a team. I want us to be a team. So yeah, I totally get that. It totally makes sense. Okay. All right. Give me a couple, a couple of things. I mean, do you have anything else on that besides those no, two? No, I think that, well, in trust, I think that one is mm. self-explanatory. Right, right, right. Okay. Give me um, a couple, two or three that would be just, not, it would be nice to have, not absolutely crucial, but like are important. Well, I think uh, playfulness and just we talked about sense of humor before, but mm-hmm. I think having playfulness in a relationship is very important. Um, it kind of borders on a must-have for me, but um, oh, okay. I just think it's people feel good when they're being playful, and I think it's important to have to share that together with right. your partner. Right, 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 right. Okay, all right, that's a good one. I like that one. What else? And then um, reciprocity came to mind, just not necessarily that, okay, I'm going to do something for my husband because I want something in return. But I think, let's say, both just like doing something nice for your partner right? just because feels really good. Right. And it also feels <clears throat> really good to get that back once in a while. Right. So give me an example of that, if you would. Like if I'm at the store, I do most of the grocery shopping for our family. And if I'm at the store and I see like John's favorite beer or something that I know he really likes. And I think, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this for John and his favorite chips and salsa to go with it. And that feels really good to me. And it's simple. It's just food. And, um, but that feels really good for me to do that for him. And I would I would love it if he came home one day with one of my favorite foods. Like I have this thing about blueberries. Like <laughs> I could. Yeah, I know that. Why do I even know that? I know that. If I had one food, if I had to eat only one thing for the rest of my life, it would be blueberries. Really? Then, mine would be mine would be ice cream sandwiches. Oh my one. gosh! <laughs> but the topic for different day. Well, yes, food is the next podcast. Yes, um, good. So I would. I would be thrilled if one day John came home and happened to be passing the store on the way home and like walked in with a carton of blueberries. I, it sounds oh. ridiculous, but no, for, like, it sounds awesome. That sounds for awesome. like four dollars, he could like make my year just See, walking in with, "Hey, I was at the store and I know you really like these, and so I got them." And this is why this is so such great info because, like, as guys, we always think we have to do these huge things with like just just we have to put all this crazy effort into doing something but you're like hey man i just want to think of blueberries like you bring me blueberries i'm gonna be so stoked like how awesome i think that's fantastic right and it's not even necessarily about the blueberries it's no, about not at all. it's about like hey he knows me he yeah. gets me he's like he, <laughs> he thought about me. he thought about me while he was at the store 
Right. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I love that. Okay, cool. All right. Anything else under the would be nice? No, I think that's. All right. Um, two more questions for you. Okay. So what do you think, or, 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 or what are the things that, that, what are the things that as guys that, that we think you guys want that you really don't want? Like, so like, what are the common misconceptions that, that you think that guys think that you guys want? Does that make sense? Am I asking this question it, correctly? Probably. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Okay. It, um, well, I think you just touched on it in the last question. I think a lot of times women or men think women want like let's go on this big elaborate date or want expensive, fancy things when all we want is a pint of blueberries. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I really think, I think men and some women may be different. I'm, I'm not necessarily like all women, but I think in general, women don't want a lot of fancy, expensive things or a lot of money. I think women want their partner's attention and, and love. I mean, it sounds really cheesy even to say that, but I think that's really what women want. It's, it's pretty simple. Like they just want their partner to pay attention to them. Right. 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 Huh. I love that. You know, it's funny too, because like you think of, you know, I, I, you know, we've all dated people before our marriages and I know that, you know, when I lived in LA, I know I dated a few people who probably were way more materialistic than I was. And I knew right away, long term, I was like, I, you know, like I, I'm never going to be with this person long term because she, like, she wants me to make 500 grand a year and drive a BMW. And, and I'm just not, that's not going to be my number one goal in my mm. life. So I feel like, and I feel like that sort of materialism has, has really isn't in the forefront as much as it used to be. I think there's still a lot of it out there, obviously, and we're materialistic in other ways. Uh, but I feel like that, that that's sort of gone the wayside, like from where it was in the early nineties and, um, late eighties. So that's interesting. Um, okay. All right. So this is my last question for you. Okay. And that is, um, what are the top five things you as a woman want in your relationship? What are the, what are the five things you really, really want? Okay. Um, companionship. Okay. Uh, healthy sex life. Awesome. Res- mutual respect. Um, and I want my husband and I both to contribute equally to the relationship first of all. And, um, to household things. Okay. And I want to feel valued. Okay. And is that, um, interesting. Okay. Can you want to, you want to expound on any of those? I mean, it's how the sex one we talked about, but, uh, when, when you were saying before about both contributing, tell me what you mean by that. Um, so I think about that. It's not that I think, so I'm a stay at home mom. So I do, I manage the household and I do a lot more around the house than John does. And he's at his job all day. And so that, that makes sense that I do more around here. But when we're both home, I, I want to share in the responsibilities at the, at home more equally. And I think a lot of women want that, whether they're, whether they have kids or not, or whether they're a stay at home mom or not. So you're saying like, you don't want it all just on you. You don't want it like, there are dishes in the sink. It's just understood that you're going to do them. As an right. Example. 
Right. I think it's, if there are two adults living in the house and there's something like that that needs to be done, I don't, I think it can be shared more equally. Right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And then companionship, you kind of talked about before, um, but anything else about that specifically? No, just, I think women, most women I know want to feel, they want to feel a friendship and companionship connection with their spouse. And, and, and I think maybe that puts a lot of pressure on men to kind of be in the traditional male role and also be this companion and friend. But, but it's really important to women to feel like, Hey, we've got someone to lean on. We want to know that our partner trusts us us enough to lean on us and consider us their friend. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from a guy's perspective and I can't speak for a ton more guys out there, but I know for myself, like I want to be best friends with my wife. I'd much rather be best friends with her than anybody else, even though I've got, you know, great other friends. Um, And I think, um, I hope that in our society nowadays, guys don't feel uh, the societal pressure just to be like, you know, the, the, the tough guy who's afraid to show his emotions and doesn't want to cry and doesn't want to share. Um, I think that some, or a lot, or a lot of times we're not, as guys, we're not necessarily predisposed um, to sharing and, and understand how to share, like the best, you know, best way to do it. So it's not, not a factor of, and I've said this before, like it's not a factor of whether I'm willing to share or not. I'm just not naturally inclined to do so. So I need some kind of trigger or some kind of help in doing it. But I hope mm-hmm. in our society these days, like we've gotten past the point where guys just have to be these tough guys who bury their emotions and, you know, just, you know, I, although we were grown up sort of taught to be that way, it's like the most unhealthy thing in the world. And on top of everything else, based on, and like literally everything you just said in the last 40 minutes would say that if we're these tough guys who act in a certain way that we, you know, hide our emotions and don't really interact. Well, we're, none of us are ever going to have sex. So right. uh, obviously that's all, you know, <laughs> that's, obviously we shouldn't do it for that reason alone, much less have a good relationship. I mean, like I, I think most guys want to have a good relationship, you know, like I don't think any of us want to be nagged or, or, you know, get into some of the situations we see some of our friends and, and mm-hmm. see how some of our friends are treated by their wives. Like, you know, we don't want that definitely. We want to have good relationships. So this is great, man. I really, I truly, truly appreciate this. Any final thoughts from you or any advice or pearls of wisdom you want to let everyone in the world know about? No, but I just want to, um, I am all out of pearls, but, but I would just want to thank you for saying what you just did about how it's just a good reminder for women that you as men, we want to share, you just need prompting. And that, that was huge for me. I was like, Oh, that, makes so much sense like you're maybe not just going to come home and start sharing <laughs> how you're feeling about your day but maybe if like honestly like the if john comes that, home oh. if i'm to ask him certain if i ask him in a certain way maybe he is willing to share he just he just needs to be invited to I, yeah i think that's the big thing it's like so like you know the example we said before of like you know if you go out with your friends or you go out with kelly you know you guys just just you guys just roll right into a sharing fest immediately. Like we're just, and I'm not saying like the way we are is good or bad. It's just, it's just totally different, but just don't do that. I have friends who I've known for 15, you know, 20 years. And, uh, you know, I, 
I, I don't know a lot about their lives and, and, you know, I can think of like, I won't say his name, but I know a friend, a friend from high school who I love and respect. And I've known this guy, I've known this guy since I was, since 1984, since I was 14. I couldn't tell you what his fears are or what his, <laughs> you know, long-term dreams. I have no idea. None, none. I know he lives in Philadelphia. I know I love his wife. She's super cool. I know he's got good kids and he's really powerful at his job, but that's, that's literally, you know, and if he call, but the, the, the crazy thing is like, we've been really, you know, great friends. He's one of my best friends in the world, even though I never talked to him. But, and if he called me today and he said, Hey, I'm in trouble. I need 20 grand and I need you to come to Philadelphia and bail me out of jail. I mean, I would be on the next flight and I wouldn't question it, you know, be, mm. you know, but if you ask me, you know, like what's his favorite thing to do on his day off? No idea. None. Zero. <laughs> no clue. Like literally no clue. So yeah. So yeah, I think that's a, I think that'd be a key, a key part is if there's a way to, kind of invite your guy to uh, start that conversation. I think that would be pretty cool. Anyway, I just thought what you just said was pretty interesting too. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of this. I think I've learned more about, uh, <laughs> about this topic in the last 40 minutes than I have in the last 20 or so years. So I would say this is very valuable. I should probably charge money. I should probably like, like women can listen to this podcast for free. And for guys, it's like five grand. <laughs> and, the, and I'm going to sell it to your husband. I can think of like 10 husbands I'm going to sell it to. Right. Because they can get Well, it. right. But you, you could probably sell it to my husband. But if I just told him all this stuff, which no. I've been no. telling don't him for 13 years, it's like. Nah, don't bother. <laughs> in one ear, not the other. But if you want to sell it to him, yeah, I would be I most appreciative. I'm going to sell it to him and I'm going to. To, um, the cell to him with a with a nice pint of blueberries. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Epic Living Podcast with my very good friend, Jen Kopiak, talking about what women want. If you like this podcast, please rate it on iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimco.com, J-I-M. S-I-M as in Mary, C-O-E dot com for more updates and some free guides to help you make your life epic. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks.